You're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle with Mela Borowski. Thoughts from a Southern Witch. Should have studied witchcraft. Should have learned to ride a broom. So me and my black cat could fly through the skies underneath the moon. Hey y'all, I'm Mela Borowski and I'm the Southern Belle in Bell, Book, and Candle. Thanks for being here with us. Our guest today is Laura Martin of Healing to Happy, a gut brain focused company that helps women suffering from IBS and anxiety. She's a certified IBS nutrition consultant who personally battled this in her own life and knew there had to be a better way. By applying her free method using food, lifestyle, radical shifts in consciousness, and mindfulness practices and tools, she's helped hundreds of women around the world. And she is here today to discuss this with us. Thanks for being here, Laura. Thank you so much for having me. So just in case people aren't sure what IBS is, could we start by just having you tell us a little about it? Of course. So breaking it down, it's irritable bowel syndrome. So irritable meaning something is upset and inflamed, bowel being your colon, and syndrome is just a series of inflammation or symptoms that we don't really know what it is. So after going through all the protocols and everything, because you don't want to mess around when it comes to the gut, Um, Mm -hmm. You want to make sure you're getting all the tests done to make sure it's not some type of bigger issue. Basically, doctors don't know what's wrong with you. So they label it as IBS. And then you're kind of just left being like, what do I do next? And I Mm -hmm. see a lot of people being told, here, cut out a bunch of food groups and take some Miralax or do this whole hoopla thing that makes you just have a disordered relationship with your body and food and everything like that. So my focus and with my clients, I focus on the whole gut-brain connection and how the mind is impacted our gut and all of the fun things in between there. (laughs) Yeah, that kind of sounds like what happened with me with my fibromyalgia. It's like they tested me for every possible thing. And when they couldn't figure it out, they said, okay, you have fibromyalgia. Exactly. And that's that's the shame of it all because it's like, you know, something isn't right, but that label kind of deems it as this other route. And you're like, that doesn't feel like, I don't know what this is. And I, and for like me personally, it was like recovering from an eating disorder. So it was like, I can't eliminate, I don't want to eliminate all these foods. I just spent so much time healing my relationship to food, Yeah, yeah. you know? So it's one of those things where when you can actually understand how the body works on a physiological and a biological level, you understand a healthy body can digest all types of food. So why is the body not digesting? And when you start to go down that rabbit hole, magic happens. <laughs> hmm. And you don't have to have that diagnosis to actually struggle with IBS, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. It's just gut troubles and irritation and all that kind of stuff. Okay. And this isn't just something you studied just to help other people. You actually had this. You had to figure out a way to heal yourself first. You want to tell us a little bit about your story? Yeah. So I was diagnosed with depression at an early age of 13. And at the same time, I was also, I had bowel problems my entire life. And we chased them both separately um, growing up. So it was like we chased like mental illness in one arena and we chased my health in another arena. Mm-hmm. And it led to a really disordered relationship with my body because mm-hmm. I just thought it was broken. I thought my brain was broken. I played that whole like victim mentality of instead of taking action for my life, I was just responding to it. And so I did a lot of damage to my body in that journey because I was undernourished. I was overworking out. I was very stressed. Mm-hmm. 
And then after unexpectedly losing my mom at 22, I went on this, after self-sabotaging for a solid two years, I I then went on a mission to really understand myself and take radical responsibility for my health and my life and everything that was going on. And so I started with nutrition. And then as I was going down that, I was studying and learning all the theories and everything. I still couldn't my gut was just wrecked. Like I couldn't poop for the life of me and I didn't understand why. Like I would average like one bowel movement a week and it was Mm. just like so painful and led me down this rabbit hole of, okay, so what is gut health? So then I got um, specialized in that and even everything I was learning there was all about restriction and elimination and all this stuff that when you've recovered from an eating disorder, you don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but you also don't want to have this like bowel problem, (laughs) you know? So I was in my naturopath's office and it was one of those times where like you're at your wits end and just like your heart is aching and your body is like begging for love. And it was just like in those moments with those like deep belly cries, like, I don't know what's wrong. Mm -hmm. And she was like, do you want to talk about how your depression is linked to your IBS? And I was like, what Hmm. and like so my background is psychology and then my foreground is nutrition so like as fate would have it it was like oh these things are connected and it helped kind of shed this belief that I had that like food was the enemy and that my body was broken it was like no these are just signals that my body was like hey you're doing something that I'm trying to catch up to you and tell you that I'm trying to get your attention but you're not listening so I'm going to keep banging harder Hmm. and I was like oh like I don't need to outrun this I don't need to like hide away or eliminate I just need to nourish myself in the right ways and like recharge my body so that I can get back to being normal again and like not even normal but like optimized which is wild and now I see the women's in my community just like doing the same thing and it's like holy guacamole (laughs) like the things we can do when we feel healthy Mm. there seem to be misconceptions around IBS and also I wonder do people feel ashamed to even talk about poop Oh my goodness, yes. Like when I go to events, when we had events, when I go to events <laughs> and like I say what I do because I used to introduce myself and I'm like, I get paid to talk about poop. And people would be like, what? And then all of a sudden, so many people want to talk to you because they don't get a platform to talk about poop and they don't get like it's not like you're at the dinner table and you're talking about how constipated you are how you have the runs and you're afraid of the food that you're eating because you don't know if it's going to cause a flare-up you don't talk about that with people you keep that inside of you and so there's a huge stigma around it and that's my mission is to one break the stigma around gut health two break the stigma around mental wellness and to create this luxury brand and to keep create this whole movement that because we can be so misunderstood in the diagnosis when we try to self diagnosed because we don't want to talk to anyone about it and you can do so much more damage you could be eliminating things you can going on cleanses that aren't working you could be doing so much things because you're trying to self-diagnose with like dr google yeah and it leads to this whole thing where it's like if we just have the conversation mm. we realize one in ten people have this so a lot of people and i bet a lot of people you know also have it Yeah, yeah. And I've struggled with that in my life. I didn't know the name for it. I just, my mother and I both just said, okay, we're going through a time in our life that we can't go out and eat because if we go out and eat somewhere, we're going to be in the bathroom immediately afterwards. And we were too ashamed, I guess, to do that. We didn't want to poop at someone's restaurant or home. Exactly. Exactly. And then it starts to affect the mental wellness of everything because you're just isolating yourself. Yeah. You know? Wow. I feel like I have a pretty good relationship with pooping now. Like, I feel like it's almost a magical thing. And you can almost just think, 
I'm just going to get rid of anything negative in my body. And it's, it's almost like this meditative, I don't know if that's going too far, but it's almost like this meditative thing where I honestly feel so much better in every part of mind, body, spirit afterwards, because I just say I'm getting rid of anything negative that's clinging to me, all the poisons in my body, anything anyone has put on me. And it just makes me feel so good. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love the way you just said that. It's, it's such a release. And like, you don't know when you're just like full of all this stuff. Yes. It's like waste from your body, but it's also like an energetic thing too, right? Like, and it, it, and you see people like my partner before we started dating, he would just be like going to the bathroom long time, spending so much time in there. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, it should be quick, a release and you move on. Like, Mm. what are you doing? And so many people, it's like, oh no, we're averaging like once every three days. And it's like, what? Mm. Like, how is that? how does that feel good? And it's not even that it, yes, of course, it's not good for your health on that kind of level. But at the same time, like it's affecting your confidence because you're not wearing the clothes you want to wear because they don't fit right. Because you're feeling like there's a ball of rocks inside of you. And there's, it goes so much more than just like having a good poop. It's like this just like release. And then this like, oh, I am a healthy human. This is amazing. Like, just like when your kid poops, you like celebrate it. You're like, yeah. do the same thing yeah at some point it you know it's like a secret thing <laughs> you're, you're putting it on the refrigerator when they're young <laughs> i know like where did the shame come from it's such a huge indicator of health and now everyone's like no we don't talk about that i'm like oh well in my world that's all i talk about <laughs> <laughs> now my family is a little bit different i live with a bunch of um <laughs> very um I don't know. I guess I thought they were kind of gross individuals for a little while. But my husband and my children, as they were growing up, they had this thing where they were always creating a poop-themed restaurant. (laughs) And so they were always coming up with foods that it wasn't poop you were eating, but they would name it after all kinds of different poop stuff. So it's like, (laughs) I'm thinking, oh my God, please don't talk about this in public. Because they're... (laughs) I mean, that felt like, I don't know about this, but they actually have poop-themed restaurants now, so I think that their idea kind of spread into the world. Yeah, they were onto something. (laughs) (laughs) Anxiety and IBS are are so enmeshed. And I think a lot of even what you've already talked about kind of shows that of, of the shame. And talk about the anxiety part of it a little bit. Yeah. So like how many of you have felt like butterflies in your belly or you get anxious and all of a sudden you have to run to the bathroom? Like a lot of my clients, it's for some reason, I haven't put this one together. It's like they have the grocery store poops. Like whenever they go to the grocery store, they have to run to the bathroom. I'm like, I don't get it. Mm -hmm. Like, are you anxious? But because of this awesome body that we have, our gut and our brain are in constant communication through the gut-brain axis. So Mm. it's this vagus nerve, it's our longest cranial nerve, it goes from our brain stem to our gut. And you've maybe heard of your gut called like the second brain. And there's two reasons because that one, it runs entirely on its own. So you don't have to tell your lungs to breathe, your food to digest, your heart to beat, like that does it all on its own. And then the second one being that we have as many neurotransmitters in our gut as we do in our brain. So we have serotonin, 90% of that, our happy hormone is housed in our gut. Granted, it's not responsible for our happiness. It's responsible for our gut motility and how things are functioning and how we respond to stress. And so when we're overstressed, it's not, it's going to like flush everything out. And when we're under like stimulated, it's going to hold on. And Mm. that's why you see like, when someone's anxious, 
they will have high neurotransmitters in their brain, right? Mm -hmm. When someone has cramping and diarrhea, they have high neurotransmitters in their gut. I always see those together. And then when you have low neurotransmitters in your brain, that's depression. When you have low neurotransmitters in your gut, that's constipation. Again, these are the two things I always see with my clients. And then we also have things like dopamine, norepinephrine, GABA, the things that keep us um, rewarded. So like this is why after a long day, you'll feel good with like chocolate or and you're like, oh, okay. And then other times you'll like feel stressed out and you'll calm down. That's what like GABA and norepinephrine are. So it's these things that are in our body that we're like, how many times have we Googled like, what can I eat to do? How many times? Because our gut controls everything. And specifically our gut, like majority of our gut goes to our brain. So when we're anxious, we're feeling all these kind of feels, we're not digesting our food because our blood flow, because of this enteric nervous system is going to our heart, our lungs, our muscles, because it thinks we're being chased by a saber toothed tiger. And so when we're chasing food and eliminations and restrictions and we're so hypervigilant and stressed out and avoiding going to restaurants and things like that we're actually overstressing our body again and our body is beautiful and amazing but it doesn't know that that's what you're stressing about it thinks there's a bear and it thinks this anxiety means there's an attack so this is why we're going to start seeing bloating or quick elimination or retention because your body either we need to hold on to food because we don't know if we're going into a famine or we need to release it super quick because we're now being chased by a bear and we don't really need to be worrying about going to the bathroom. We just need to get it out so we're quicker and we gotta go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's so fascinating to me. And I kind of feel like it takes the weight off of healing and all this stuff. Cause it's not like, oh, my brain is broken or my body's broken. It's like, oh, it's just trying to signal to me that I kind of need to slow down calm down a little bit and focus more on what's going on and use this as like a nice communication force from the body. Yeah, I was just thinking that it sounds like it is trying to communicate what it needs and what it wants. That whole fight or flight kind of a thing that comes with stress so often is you know, in today's society, we don't have to worry about all that survival stuff anymore, but our body is still made to do that. Exactly. Wow. So what's the basis behind your free method? Yeah, so it's F-R-E-E. And so what I work my clients through is understanding your foundations, and then we reprogram the body, then we explore different food options, then we evolve the lifestyle. So it's this whole multifaceted approach because one, if you're just eliminating foods without actually knowing what's going on with your body and you don't know what you eat, how often you eat, what's causing symptoms, what types of foods are you eating every day, you're doing nothing then right like you're just quickly jumping onto a diet that's not going to last because you don't even know what you're doing Mm -hmm. so you're just piling things on without a steady base so that's where we start and then the cool thing about our body is we're made up of trillion of bacteria majority of them are housed inside of our gut and we can actually retrain that so i don't believe in these whole like detoxes and cleanses or what have you the bad bacteria and the good bacteria The good bacteria, just like in Pac-Man, can go and eat the bad bacteria and like poop it out and make this beautiful whatever it is and like get really big. It can retrain it. You just have to get the right foods. You have to eat at the right times. You have to understand metabolic function. And it's really not as sciencey as like the world makes it out to seem and like intimidating. It's just feeding your body what it's asking for. And that's going to be different than me than it is for you. But you have to get your foundations to redo that. And that's where we start to explore different food options and see that like you actually can eat out. You actually can go out to eat and, you know, trust your body to heal. And like cheese is not bad. Like we can actually eat it and it's totally, it's actually good for us if we're mm. eating the right kind of cheese and the right kind, you know, knowing where it's from, all that kind of stuff. And then 
exploring how your lifestyle can get back to normal. Because like how you mentioned earlier, it's just like being afraid of restaurants and going out, like that doesn't have to be the way. And and it, and it shouldn't be the way, but that's what a lot of these diets make it to seem like low FODMAP yeah. or like restrictions or the AIP, like all these different diets. It's like, how are you supposed to live a life like that? Yeah. You know, and that's that's not the purpose of food. Food is pleasure and community and culture and all these different things. And it's hard to do that when your body is fighting you. But at the same time, it's hard to even do that again after the fact because you have that trauma just like stored in your body. So how do you trust your body to actually go and try these different foods and have a normal life again? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's so interesting because I've struggled with health issues for 25 years now. It started with the diagnosis of fibromyalgia right when I got married. And it wasn't until I saw a holistic nurse practitioner probably about four years ago that I was actually introduced to the concept of healing my gut in order to heal other things with my body. I mean, the doctors had me on steroids for over 10 years, pain medications, antidepressants, <laughs> mood stabilizers, and then they started giving me more pills to handle the side effects of the pills that I was taking. And that's when I was just like, what in the world is going on here? And none of those doctors or nurses ever told me that it had to do with your gut. They just said, okay, let's give you another pill. Let's do this pill. Let's do that pill. And it wasn't until I went to her that she said, let's heal everything from the inside. Why, why is this like this? Is it just about greed that they're getting money from sickness? Like why don't doctors tell people that? That's the thing is I have no idea. Mm. And it's it's one of those things of like, we can spend time fighting it or we can set, spend time empowering women to be the advocates for their health. Yes, of course, it's not ideal that it took 16 years or what have you to come out the other end, but you kept on that hunt to find more, yeah, right? And, yeah. and that's the thing is, I think now we're having this movement of people, we're integrating more functional medicine. You're seeing a lot more functional medicine doctors. Yeah. You're seeing a lot of doctors turning over to like the my arena of work of like, consulting or coaching and you're seeing a shift happen because you're seeing more illness like we're getting resistant to antibiotics like we're running out of antibiotics because we're so resistant to them now and there's a problem right and I think a big thing that's coming to the forefront is okay so how do we prevent the problem even though it's a money business and you're seeing a lot of pushback and you're seeing all this stuff it's like well the one thing we can do is control the six inches between our ears and the one thing we can do is be the advocate for our health and start to make like push that pendulum a little bit more of when a doctor says like, hey, you're gonna have to be on this for the rest of your life, ask why, mm -hmm. ask what's wrong, ask what it's doing. When they're like, oh, it's just gonna brush you off, be like, that's not good enough for me. And I get that scary because I can't tell you how many times I've been told you're frustrating, you're annoying by doctors. And I'm like, because I don't, I'm not taking something that you haven't told me what it does or what's even wrong with me. You're just saying, oh, you're in pain, here's this. Yeah. But why am I in pain? Like that if you're just shutting off the pain, that doesn't matter. I wanna know why this is happening. This isn't, this isn't working for me. And like, that is our mission. That is, that is what I think having these kind of conversations is the biggest thing is people that are Googling or searching or wanting to find out more. They're like, okay, let me see what I can learn, get my sources together and go to the doctor's office using my voice. And that's what gives us our power back. Yeah, just keep searching. And they, they'll even put in your files that you're combative and things like that just for asking questions. But just keep asking and keep searching. And if you're not happy with the doctor, find someone else. Exactly. I was told that I had to eliminate certain foods from my diet to heal my gut. And it really did help for a while, but it was so difficult to keep up because I was told to take out all soy, 
all corn, all dairy, and all gluten. And that was so difficult because it's in so many things. But it did begin to heal my gut and I felt better than I ever had. But when the pandemic hit, I wasn't able to get to those specialty stores to get a lot of that stuff. And so I kind of went just back to my old stuff. But are you saying that you don't actually have to be that restrictive? Yeah, so I never have my clients do anything I personally would not do. And mm -hmm. I would never go on an elimination diet because years of recovery, just I wouldn't do that to myself. Yeah. Um, and what I know from my practice is when we actually feed the body the right food, it's not about the restriction, it's about repopulating the gut and repairing the damage and doing all that stuff. And that doesn't come from taking everything out. That's like saying, I'm gonna go to the gym and I'm gonna get really strong, but I'm not gonna pick up that 100 pound weight because one time it really irritated me and I'm not gonna do that. Like that's not how muscles mm. grow. You have, just like our digestive enzymes, when they're interacting with, granted, I'm talking about real whole foods, right? Like I'm yeah, not talking yeah. about going to like Chick-fil-A. Like that's not my, <laughs> that's not my job. I'm talking about like real whole foods. And this is when you'll see like nightshades and legumes and corn and like, so it's like, really, we're getting too much here. Mm. But when you're eating these certain types of food in moderation, you're strengthening those digestive enzymes so that they can actually consume these foods. Mm. And like I said in the beginning, it's not about the food. It's why isn't the body digesting the food to begin with, which is metabolic dysfunction, low stomach acid, gut brain dysregulation. It's these kind of things. And when we can actually get back into balance and focus on that, you can hit like, I'm dating a New Yorker. This man loves pizza. Like I, <laughs> to be able to enjoy that and to like go out and like have some drinks sometimes and like have some chicken wings and not be worried. Like yeah. that's the whole point that in small doses, you can have your life back. But if we're so focused on taking out foods and doing, it's like, how is that sustainable? And how is that even getting to the root cause as to why can't I have corn? Like, why mm. can't I have soy? And when you start to do those things and like focus on metabolic function and how do we actually get that stomach acid up what used to be like car battery acid is now like apple cider vinegar why hmm. right and so how do we get that back up so when a pathogen or like a bad bacteria does come into contact with it it can fight it off and it's not going to be a big issue sure you might have some bloating and some gas just like anyone that goes to eat something that isn't a whole real food but it's not going to be like having you run to the bathroom and yeah. leaving you crippled in pain that's the point hmm. So any practical tips for the listeners of what they can start doing to start working on these issues? Yeah, I mean, the biggest one is bringing it back to the foundations. I have this thing called a gut diary, but you can just do it in a notebook, but like track. How often are you eating? When are you eating? How much are you eating? When do your symptoms arise? On average, people eat 16 times a day mm -hmm. because you're grazing, because you're having different things. Like, yes, it still counts if you're having something like <laughs> it, it, you're grazing through the day just because it's not a considered a meal. You're still mm -hmm. using your digestion. We're doing this thing where like we have a little bit of something in the morning and then we have a coffee an hour later and then we have a something an hour later. And then even though there's small things in between our meals, you're not giving your body any time to rest. And so when you get to your foundation, just to track that for a week mm. and to see where you're at, you're able to then be like, okay, so what doesn't feel right to me? Where is the minor thing that I can start to adjust? Mm. And then if you don't know, that's when you start to align with a specialist or someone that's an expert in that field because you're like, okay, this still isn't working. I don't understand why I'm having symptoms. I'm, I'm eating at the right times. I'm focusing on that's when you start to dive a little bit deeper. But to begin, it's just bring it back to yourself and be a little bit more aware of what you're doing day to day. Great.
why is there such a push to be gluten-free? Is that something that's important? (laughs) Oh, yes, the gluten thing. It's just a business thing. But at the end of the day, like gluten, what we know now is horrible, right? Like the things and the additives. But so are gluten-free options. Like that's the thing. We got to look at labels here. We got to know what we're looking for. And you look at the back of a label and you're like, oh, it's gluten-free. And then you look at the ingredients and it's like N1. And I'm like, oh, I didn't see that on the farm. Like, I I don't know what that is, you know? And just because it's gluten-free does not also make it good. And you're seeing this as a huge issue where everyone's like, oh, this is going to make me healthy and lose weight. And it's like, yeah, but what is that gluten-free option? There's certain things, if you're making bread at home or this whole like sourdough thing that everyone loves, these things are totally fine. Or you're getting it like your local farmer's market on like your Saturday grocery haul. It's cool. Like that's totally okay. It's just like stop filling in these fillers. Mm. That's going to leave this like gunk and it's like a protein that we can't digest. And it's basically like that gum that makes it so fluffy that the body doesn't actually like. You can find clean options. Again, it's just becoming your own advocate. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I was looking at the recipes on your website. I I always like to look at the recipes if someone has them. And y'all, she's got four pages of recipes on her site, healingtohappy.com. Is there one of those that's an absolute favorite for you? Oh, uh, well, it depends what day of the week. Um, <laughs> I I love, on a rainy day, I love the ramen, like the miso ramen. Mm. And then every weekend I make the pancakes. Like, no lie, every single weekend I make the pancakes. I love them. I saw the avocado mousse. I made <laughs> avocado mousse and I didn't look through the entire recipe, but I saw that. I made it for a red tent with uh, some women one time and they were so blown away by how delicious it was that no lie, they were licking their bowls to get the rest of it. Oh my God, I love that. I've done that with my parents too because they're just like chocolate queens and kings like they love it i'm like here let me like help this up for you a little bit and they're like oh my goodness i'm like i know right like that's the thing is like we don't have to get rid of food we just gotta level it up yeah we just gotta take out all the crap that we don't know what it is right exactly exactly and that gold juice looked amazing. I really love turmeric. I think turmeric is really great for my fibromyalgia pain and just inflammation and things like that. But I usually do the hot coconut milk and the turmeric and the pepper. So it was, I'm really interested in the whole ginger, pineapple, orange juice, and then the celery and the cucumber. So I'm going to try that one. Oh my goodness. Yes. It's just like this vitamin C plethora of nutrients. That is, I love it. Yeah, that looks amazing. And it was so cool that you gave instructions if someone doesn't have a juicer because I don't have a juicer yet. I think I probably need to get one, but I don't have one yet. (laughs) Any practical tips besides um, what you've already mentioned about actually looking at labels? My thing with my clients is like rule of five. Keep it under five ingredients or just make sure you know everything on it. Like everything, Mm. not just like some weird play on words for sugar or that like starts with an x and you're like what like it's okay to have sugar like it's fine if it's cane sugar what have you it's okay like it's actually worse to have those gums and those fake sugars and all that kind of stuff like Mm -hmm. that's going to do more damage to your body it's just if it doesn't sound familiar you probably shouldn't be eating it simple as that (laughs) yeah super simple i was thinking when i was considering our conversation today i was thinking about the spiritual connection with the gut and like the whole sacral chakra area with your emotions and your sexuality and your creativity. Do you find that there is 
a connection? Oh, a thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Like I look at, and that's why like earlier when I touched on like the magic that comes when I see my clients is like, when you heal your gut, you're just opening up this femininity mm-hmm. to you that was lost. Because we, one, we tap out of our body because we're just outsourcing it in some diet or some doctor. And when we actually learn what's going on and we unclog the organs that are like begging for our attention or begging for nutrients and begging for just a release, holy guacamole, like the intuition. And I think like this is what the world needs more of is just that feminine flow and understanding and nurturing that we're missing nowadays because we're so cerebral. We're so in our heads. We're so hustle. We're so move. We're so this. We're so that. And when we actually tune into our body and we clear this, like if you think of like children, right? Like they breathe into their deep belly. And as adults, we're breathing from our chest and we're seeing this stress and these emotions Mm -hmm. and these illness. And so when we bring it back to our deep belly and we're in it and we're feeling it, like it's just... It, it literally, like I see that changing the world is just women tapping into their body again and understanding this, how it works and how it flows in a very feminine way. Oh my goodness. That's incredible. I'm all about the whole mind, body, spirit. And I named my business Three Rays of Light because of that. But I'm really hearing through everything you're saying that our gut really does affect mind, body, and spirit. Like every single part of us. Oh, 100%. Hundred percent. And when it's out of whack, it's like it's even the slight things like a skin flare up or brain fog or things that we're like cerebrally chasing. It's like no, it's and that's a you don't know how good it feels to feel good. Yeah. Because you're so used to feeling some way, and then like you get this like little hit, and you're like, ooh, I don't actually have to struggle with this. Like this isn't something. This was just common. It doesn't. It's not actually normal. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's beautiful. My right knee is the worst of all and over this weekend I was at uh, I was doing some sweat lodges at a place in town outside of town and we ate berries and fruits and cantaloupe and I think there was some chicken salad for the big meal but we didn't we just kind of as we were hungry as we as our body needed it we went in and got the fruit or the nuts kind of like bears she called it bear food and my knee pain, by the, the last day I was there, I didn't even have to use my cane. And we were doing the sweat lodges and horse healing and everything else. But I went a whole day walking around without even using my cane. Oh my God, that's beautiful. Yeah, it was amazing. And I really have, I used it a little bit today to go out into the to do some farm work. But honestly, it feels so much better. And I just feel like eating all that fruit and just the good stuff really did make a difference in my actual physical body. Oh, I bet. Just your body was like, oh, I've been waiting. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is there anything coming up that you want to tell the listeners about? Just the power of listening to our body. Instead of shutting it down or out-supplementing it and outsourcing it basically to either a doctor or someone it's Mm. like listen to what your body's saying because she's always trying to do the best for you like her one job is to keep you alive that's it Mm. and when she's speaking do your best to listen and take note of the symptoms and see what's happening in your life and if it was food or anxiety what have you but start to take responsibility you know because when we start to take responsibility and set the standard the rest of the world will follow like Mm. no one else can be our advocate no one else can be the person that shows up for us but if like we're not feeling good and we're run down and we're anxious and we're we want a change we're the only person that can do that for us so we're making friends with our body instead of making it our enemy exactly exactly 
And how can our listeners get in touch with you if they want more information or want something that you're offering? Yeah, come hang out over on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. Okay. I have my personal page, which is Laura Martin underscore H2H, or our business page that we just launched, which is Healing to Happy. Wonderful. Laura, it's been awesome having you here talking about poop (laughs) and all the other really cool stuff. I think this is really great information that people need to hear. So thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for having me. Have a good rest of your day. Yeah, you too. And y'all check out all the wonderful information that Laura has on our website. And I would love to hear what our listeners think about this episode. So tell us what you think. If you go to our podcast website, you can comment on the episode with your thoughts and questions. You could even click that little microphone and send me a voice message. I might just use it on a future episode. And y'all don't forget to mark your calendars for November 13th, 2021. That's our first virtual witchy day-long conference and you're invited. You can find out all the information about the Green Wild Festival for witches and mystics on the link. Take care and y'all be blessed. Thank you all for listening to Bell Book and Candle. You can follow Mella on Instagram and Facebook at Bell Book Candle SC. That's Bell, B-E-L-L-E. Or become a patron at patreon.com forward slash Bell Book Candle.